this episode of Tailgate Talks brought to you by Blanca. Tune in live to interact with the hosts on Wednesday nights, 6.30 central at www.twitch.tv backslash Blanca OG. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome, guys. This is week 71. Uh, this is Tailgate Talks, and uh, you're right now listening to Club Red, where we discuss what's going on in the Texas Tech sporting world. Uh, a couple of big basketball games, obviously, that we want to talk about. One uh, one upsetting one, and one, uh, one a uh, glorious one, we'll say. Um, was it two glorious ones? I remember I just... beat TCU. <laughs> Oh. Good. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, it was good win, glorious over Baylor. Good win over yeah. TCU. Uh, well, we'll, uh, I'll, yeah. we'll we'll settle at that. Um, but before we do jump into this week's episode, make sure you do follow us on Instagram and on iTunes. Drop the uh, five star rating as always, and uh, if it is on iTunes, make sure to uh, leave a review below. We always appreciate that. Uh, as far as Social media, you can find us at tailgate underscore talks on Twitter. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And if you swing by that YouTube channel, make sure you hit that subscribe and like button and the or subscribe and thumbs up. That way you're notified each time we post a new video. Uh, as far as our personal accounts, Dustin, you can find him at Dustin Weaver 22 Brooks at Calvin B. Barrett, and me at Blanca, where the L's a one. And uh, lastly, if you have any sort of thoughts, questions, or anything you want to hear us discuss on the show, Make sure to email us at the email tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. Let's go ahead and kick this thing off. We're going to start this thing off right. So, um, for those of y'all listening, uh, this will be this will be my last recording uh, with the Tailgate Talks guys for for a while at least. Um, I've got I've got you know some good good work opportunities uh, that are happening right now for me, so kind of a little bit hard to commit uh, the the couple of hours of time it takes to to record the pod and then. You know, the, the other time it takes to, to edit it and post it for everybody. So, uh, going to be stepping away from the mic for a little while. Might try and rejoin the, these two and, and, uh, whenever, uh, work settles down or something like that, but just needed to get that out there for everybody. So, uh, it's just going to be, uh, old Brooks and Dustin for a little while. Um, always, always going to be more entertaining anyways, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> But anyways, uh, so basketball, uh, Texas Tech basketball, uh, weird, uh, weird loss uh, to Oklahoma. Just it seemed like every single shot we put up, we we were just missing, and uh, every single shot they threw up 
was just going right in. Like it did not matter where they threw it from, how they threw it. They were just sinking every single thing that they possibly could. Uh, but uh, Dustin, I mean, I see you shaking your head over there. What was your initial thoughts about that Oklahoma game? Yeah, it's no big deal, but yeah, it's just your perfect storm. We played super bad, and they had a guy go off and make everything. And so with those two, that combination, you you basically just didn't really give yourself much of a chance. So props to them for playing good and shooting good, and we played terrible. But maybe we needed that that kind of game to – show our guys, hey, y'all got to gotta make some shots and you got to be a little aggressive on some stuff. So maybe it was a good teaching moment. I mean, definitely a case. Uh, I mean, anything to kind of add to that, Brooks, or we're going to move on from the frustration and, and, and go, <laughs> go straight to celebrating? Yeah, it's one of the games that you just put in the back of your head and forget about yeah. <laughs> immediately. I mean, they shot the ball really well, and that's kind of the story of that night. So you yeah. didn't play good. It happens. Yeah, yeah. That's all right. It does happen though. And and offense we we do kind of have moments where we 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 have our inconsistencies, we'll say. Oh yeah. Uh but uh let's go ahead and move past that, right? And and get to the yep. meat meat and potatoes of what we want to talk about, which is uh Texas Tech's bounce back win uh against TCU. Uh they were they were not looking so hot uh after uh in that first half. Um but uh Dustin, t- take us away here uh, on the Twitter recap of the game. So I actually had to go look up this game to refresh my memory because right. <laughs> like it's been so long ago <laughs> and we just had an epic game earlier this week, you know. That's uh, what this is for, right? To refresh your memory. Twitter recap, horrible first half. They're not going to shoot lights out second half. And aggressive Matt TJ is awesome. Yeah, so let's take you through. We were able to fire off some tweets from inside the stadium there. It's a rarity, but when we're able to, we we did uh, fire them off. So uh, we had the start off, we had a not ideal swag surf alert. So um, I think we, we hit the swag surf kind of early there. And it wasn't that big of momentum shift. It, it just felt like they were trying to energize the crowd or something. And yeah. then... Let's see. Not too long later, we have an ideal time for a swag surf. So we missed an opportunity that would have been good for a swag surf. I think that was after the TJ uh, steal and massive dunk that he had um, would have been a good one. Um, We have, uh, oh, they had the shot for Vegas where a student came out and absolutely drained the shot. Dustin called it, said, I called it. I go, I like this guy. Dustin had a good feel for it. Thought he looked like he knew what he was doing with the basketball, and he drained it. And then later, we have a second swag surf. Holy shit. They played swag surf two times in the TCU game. This is like the first time that's ever happened. We were excited for that. And then um, uh, TCU has scored seven points this half. (laughs) Point bacho. And then the tweet that took kind of took off. Uh, this just in Micah PV transferring to the bench oh, yeah. <laughs> hashtag wreck them. And that kind of summarizes our Twitter or what was going on on the tailgate talks, Twitter Amazing, uh, for that game. And if you're unaware, uh, Micah PV played for Texas tech last year after uh, Chris Beard left, he decided to transfer to TCU and he came out and played and had five points. Um, 
put up some Brock Cunningham numbers. Um, Brock Cunningham, who plays for Texas, and, and didn't really do much. Five points, five fouls. So, uh, epic return for Micah Peavy uh, to the USA. So, uh, in general, uh, Brooks, what were your thoughts about the win over over TCU? This one is just about taking care of business. You know, we talked about it a lot before the OU game, and unfortunately you weren't able to do it there, but you came back and, and did it in this game. And while it didn't look pretty in that first half, uh, you came out and just dominated the entire second half. I th- yeah. You know, when we tweeted oh, out that they've only scored seven points, it was like ten minutes into the half. Um, you kept them from shooting the three in the second half. And offensively, you just went up a whole other level. You were able to create open looks for guys. TJ was playing uh, like classic TJ that everybody knows and loves. He was out there looking healthy, making shots, um, you know, taking it to the rim. And then, you know, everything just kind of fell into place. And so you struggled there for the first half, but you were able to come together, put on a big second half, and ultimately dominate TCU. Yeah. Yeah, there were points in that game like, Second half, we were dominating them so bad. We were like, we got over 20 points a couple times, and we're like, we could beat them by 30. They ended up closing the gap and making it look like we didn't beat them by much. But, no, we had them by, like, 15 to 20 most of the second half. Uh, I I think it's just kind of those Mark Adams speeches at halftime. uh, I I, I think we kind of need that to get hyped up every day. Like, if I could just put that on my drive to work, it would crush it. Yeah, I don't know if they're speeches or, or if they're just game planning and adjusting. Like, what he's able to do in the halftime, I'm sure there's some choice words that he throws out in there. Um, but I, I think it's more like a lot of constructive criticism that's going on in there. And sure, they're, I don't feel like he's the rah-rah type of speaker, you know? No. But I, th- I definitely think he gets his point across. And, yeah. you know, whatever, it, whatever he's doing in there, it's obviously working. Yep. And obviously, yeah, I mean, you said the adjustment part. It's like you've been able to tell like our second halves are much better and a lot of it's defensively like being able to shut somebody, shut down a a team pretty well. There's been a couple games where we didn't make as good adjustments, but for the most part, we really do. Yeah, Um, TCU was getting – they were getting a lot of open looks for three in the first half. And then I think in the second half, they didn't shoot a three till maybe less than 10 minutes into the half. Like Mm -hmm. you just completely took that out of the game. And that was definitely something you needed to work on after the OU game, where it just felt like every time down the court, they got an open look. So um, you're happy to see that adjustment uh, come across. Absolutely. Um. The only other bit of news that we have from that game was, was uh, McCullough suffering a high ankle sprain in the first half. And yeah. uh, he's on the road to recovery. Uh, are, are we expecting him back for this season, or is he just out? Yeah, he'll probably be back this season, but ankles, you kind of don't know. I mean, Yeah. High ankle sprains are usually like a four-week kind of thing before you're back, and, and still then you're not even 100% really. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it was a scary-looking thing. Not a lot of people knew what was going on when it happened. There were some people saying it looked like he was holding his Achilles. There was, uh, you know, he stepped on Jamie Dixon's foot. What a dick. Uh, Jamie Dixon was an asshole in the press conference afterwards uh, about it. And so it just kind of sucks to lose a guy that way, yeah. you know, and especially somebody who's so important on this team and 
ultimately that's from the point that he got hurt on is where he really took over the game. I think they got a little motivated by that, that injury. And just from that point on dominated, Uh, it sucks to, it sucks to lose a guy like that, especially a guy who's had ankle problems his whole career here. That's very true. Um, but either way, big win. Uh, we needed, we needed to kind of bounce back after the OU and we, we kind of, we, we, we brought that in the right direction, and I, I think that that was a big uh, big ro- wave we rode in. Uh, big, uh, or sorry, we, we swag surfed in. Yes. Uh, <laughs> into the next game. And, and uh, number, or Texas Tech beats number seven, Baylor, uh, 83-73, uh, to claim okay. the se- season sweep against the uh, former... The, the 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 former national the reigning champion. national champions. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I mean uh, that's Words a big are, deal. I, I, yeah. No, I'm sorry. I'm working. <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Uh, but no thoughts on the thoughts on the win itself. Thought, what's y'all's initial reaction, Brooks? I mean, it's awesome. Like anytime you get to beat the reigning national champions, that's really cool. And then to do it twice. Uh, I mean, if you'd have told me that we had to beat Baylor twice at the beginning of the year, I, I don't know if I would have believed you. And here we are. Like, like we've handled them pretty well and yeah you struggled in the first half you were giving up some open threes some open baskets some uh kind of lapses on defense that you're not accustomed to and then like we just talked about you go into halftime uh you're just down seven like we said on this podcast many times just keep it in punching distance you know that's all all we need and you come out mark adams adjusts and you come out in the second half and you just put it on them. You know, you scored 51 points in the second half. Kevin O'Banner goes for 21 and nine alone in the second half. Ends yeah. up with a, with a double-double. And you just completely dominated them. You made them uncomfortable on offense. They weren't getting the same three-point looks that they were in the first half. And they weren't able to really just do a whole lot. And you, you shut them down and you're able to capitalize. And you had Mahomes over there. Uh <laughs> controlling the crowd the and, time, yeah. and blocking Fran and Boog from being able to see the game apparently. <laughs> and so, you know, it was just, it was awesome. Uh, so I, uh, Dustin, you're, I was sitting, yeah. standing there next to you. What were your thoughts? Well, I made you sit down a lot because that was you working did. for us, but that's shout just out to, being superstitious. Yeah, shout out to me. Uh, I was a big part of that run when I was sitting down, they stopped scoring. Uh, we noticed that kind of early on in the game, every time I stood, or a defensive possession, they would score. <laughs> yeah, we go get a big stop, and then go get a bucket, and everybody be standing. Then they get an easy bucket, and Brooks is like, "I'm done standing up." And then <laughs> the next three times it worked, so we'd like stand up and cheer real loud, and I'd be like, "Brooks, sit down." <laughs> I'd be like the only person sitting in our whole entire section, and not even really able. I'm gonna have to like dodge people to see. Oh, but we we were aggressive first half, and that kept us in it because we didn't shoot yeah. well. And they shot like 50% first half. Like they were getting open threes or easy layups. Um, yeah. Kim Joe is a problem. We let him get in the lane too much and make good passes. I think that was one of the big halftime adjustments was keep him just in front of you. Yeah. He's not going to jack up a three. That's just not what he does. <laughs> um, there's other guys for that. But I think that really helped start the defensive swing for us. Um but yeah, getting to the line a ton in the first half. I remember, um, wish I could f- see like first and second half separate stats, but right, yeah. Um, I, I do remember that, like, that's what kept us in it. We weren't shooting good, nobody was making anything, 
you know, Banner had like two points and Warren, yeah. he didn't score to like the last couple minutes of the whole game. Um, yeah, Bryson really kept you in it there in the first half. He did most of his damage there. For sure. Um, one thing that does stick out was we have contributors um, off the bench a lot in this game. I mean, Botch only got three minutes, but of course Silva and Malik and Clarence pitched in with their 10 plus like usual. Yep. And Agbo with a good eight minutes, and that was yeah. down the stretch too. Like he's a guy that hardly ever plays unless we're up like twenty plus and games in hand. But no, this mm-hmm. game was close, and we just needed another athletic, like forward type body, like yeah. not a small guard, not one of the bigs. And hey, Agbo, you're the guy, and he came in clutch and made a nice little free throw jumper for us. But contributors everywhere. I mean, Arms with a solid game, TJ solid game. And then O'Banner just caught fire, and it spread like wildfire that second half. He was doing everything. It was incredible, especially the one hits the back of the room. Yeah. In front of the room, and the buzzer goes off, and then it goes in. It was nuts. Yeah, if y'all didn't catch it this morning, the media team put out a video <laughs> with that O'Banner three. It was, music. Oh, it, was, it was beautiful. But, yeah, so that's kind of the next part, point here to talk about is Kevin O'Banner yeah. in that second half just goes absolutely nuclear on him, um, making everything from threes to getting inside the paint, uh, scoring around the rim. He just had it going. And that was after a game at TC where he scored zero points and he had yeah. only two points in the first half. So he just completely turned the game in that second half, making threes, had the, you know, beautiful three that, you know, hit all every part of the rim and dropped in. Uh, what are your thoughts on Kevin O'Banner? And do you think it's like this? He's been an intriguing player. We all know he can be capable of this each and every game, but it hasn't come out consistently like that so far. You know, he has the Texas game where he hits five threes, and then after that he was not great against Oklahoma, not great against TCU, then comes out here. Can this become something that becomes more of a consistent performance from him? I mean, we have we talked a couple weeks ago, like you would think so that he would come back to his normal 40% career yeah. shooting, but it hasn't happened yet. Um, I think you got to, at this point, consider he's more of our, like, X factor. Yeah. Like – if, if he goes off and gets, you know, more than, I don't know, 12, 15 points and does his rebound, he's our best rebounder, mm-hmm. I think, by far. Um, but if he can contribute on offense, God, that opens up so much for everybody. Like, yeah. that makes everybody worried. And you see, like, we put up 51. We didn't have trouble against Texas at all because he kept making shots. Yep. And it's like he's got – the hardest like seal to break, but once he breaks it, man, it flows and goes on fire. So yeah. I think at this point, you just got to kind of consider him an X factor. Um, you don't know if you're going to get the TCU zero or the Texas and Baylor go off type game. Yeah. And the thing that when he's on fire is it creates opportunities for other players too. You know, it's not as much of a burden on Bryson Williams when yeah. you've got O'Banner going off, you know, that was kind of the problem in the OU game is O'Banner wasn't making anything. So yeah. Oklahoma could really sell out and just try to do everything they could to stop Bryson. And so when he's out there hitting shots like that, your offense just has a whole new dimension to it. And when he's on fire like that, it, it's it's something to watch. It, it was pretty incredible being in that stadium, seeing him yeah. just hit shot after shot. And, and, I mean, I told Kelsey this at one point, maybe you, but 
there was one point he had like three in a row and then he gets the ball from the top of the key and pump fakes yeah. Mayer into the second row and then steps up and drains a 18 footer. Yep. If he hasn't made anything, you know, like last game, Mayer doesn't even jump for that shot and he's there set defense. And now we're kind of setting up half court offense again. But now that he's hit a couple, Mayer's got to run. He can pump fake him, drive, and now it's either an open basket yep. or an easy dish off for an open shot somewhere else. Yeah, it opens up a lot for him and other guys. Yeah, and this team right now, it, it's kind of bizarre, right? You got McCuller out, <laughs> and you really don't miss a beat, and that's just kind of a testament to this team's depth. And then the guy who we've been waiting for all season, Terrence Shannon Jr., is finally looking healthy. Yeah. And he was out there making plays all over the court, offensively and defensively. You know, he has – he's back to that TJ that has a breakaway still every game with a big jam. He has that incredible block on that three-point shot that that guy had just by running the court. And he's playing within himself and within the offense in these last couple of games. He's not really trying to force anything. Uh, you know, there's a couple times where he has those moments. He had that fast break where he should have dished it to Adonis, but he didn't. But I was really impressed by his performance yeah. last night. I, he's he's looking like the TJ that we thought we were getting all along. What does that do for us moving forward? Yeah, you got to keep him aggressive, like you said. Um, he's got to drive and try to get to the basket. He can't be doing this pull-up from, you know, 15, 18. Yeah. I mean, he was only 6 of 14. He had some open threes he missed. So maybe start converting on those. But besides that, yeah, keep – keep driving dude like you're our best driver you're a good free throw shooter hey and he completed a alley-oop pass which we have yeah. the hardest time doing he's trying to <laughs> he was he was, he was we did that was like, he was oh trying to God. impress he was trying to impress Mahomes who was sitting right in front of yeah. him over there um any other players you wanted to shout out or y'all want to shout out no not that I haven't covered already I mean still you know amazed by Silva's ability to yeah, uh, defend on guards on the outside, um, but yeah, I mean another really quiet good. seventeen from Bryson. It just all the it, it just never feels like he. <laughs> it's just so easy for him. Um, Malik yeah, I mean, plays I feel like great it's every defense. Game it's, yeah, thirty yeah. minutes, five of nine, one for two of three, made most of his free throws. Yeah, you know, seventeen. But hey, yeah. O'Banner also had six offensive rebounds. That's a ton. Like, yeah. like I said, he's our best rebounder for sure. And I think that's what he – I don't know if this was coaching or just him already, but it kind of gets him going and keeps him on the floor too. Like, he gets a rebound and put back. He's one of our best finishers too. Yeah, I definitely agree. And so, last point we got here, uh, and this one I think you might start seeing more of, of a discussion on, and that's the coach, oh, yeah. the man, the legend – Already to 20 wins in his first season. He's defeated the reigning national champions twice this season. And that's Mark Adams, the guy who didn't get on the plane. And Dustin, I think you tweeted this out. I did. He's getting some, you know, obvious love for Big 12 Coach of the Year. But should he be the national coach of the year? Yeah, I think I quote tweeted Rothstein, who after the win was like, you know, Mark Adams' defense never rests and Big 12 Coach of the Year. Why would he not be National Coach of the Year? I mean, you're taking a team that 
literally had like four guys or five guys left from last year's roster. Yep. You haven't been a head coach before and at 65 years old, no one was really counting you in this game. And you only had one remaining staff member as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, you had, you were left with, you know, bare bones of the house to, to finish building this thing. And you're not only a decent team, you're competing for the big 12 championship and a top 10 team mm -hmm. out of being unranked and left with the bare bones. Like, how are you yeah. not? Ain't you got all these these guys that transfer from, you know, all different levels? Not not just D one transfers. You got all kinds of guys. JUCO, D two, D three. Like you got almost everybody in the mix here, and making them blend together with the guys that stuck around, and you're making it really work. And now, like you're starting to hit some strides. You're beating top ten teams. You're taking Kansas to overtime at home. Yeah. Like, yeah. What do you what, what do you want from a from a guy like? Yeah, I I'm totally with you as as I think everybody at Texas Tech, all of Red Raider Nation is behind this guy. Like you said, he's he was left with pretty much nothing. Beard left here and tried to decimate this program in the process of yeah. doing so. And Adams had to pick up the pieces. He had to keep some of the guys who are here, and he was able to do that. And then on top of that, McCuller and TJ, the best two from that. I've missed a hand like several games oh, this year exactly. on yes, top of that. Point. And so he's had the toughest job, I think, of any coach in the country. Right. You had to follow. You have to follow in the footsteps of the coach who brought us to heights we had never sure. seen. Coach leaves for Texas. Everybody is hating on us nationally, like, oh, we're going to fall back to where we yeah. were. And only that you get better from where you were the previous couple years. Right. You're sitting on a two line right now, the two seed in the bracket right now. Um, I mean, just everything, the way the season has gone hit the adjustments he's made. He completely outcoached Scott drew these last two games. Like he goes into halftime and then just comes out and completely like dominates the national championship coach. Right. <laughs> like, like there's, he's that's dominated. Bill self. To pause you there. We're never out of a game. Like we've been down to Kansas Baylor name almost anybody else. Like we've been down double digits to a lot of these teams. Freaking Baylor was like 90 something and six when leading at half since like Scott Drew's been there or something like yeah. that. And we've beat him twice this year after yeah, trailing. Twice, like, yeah. We're never out of it with him. Yeah. And that's, that's a good thing to, to feel. And I love his presence on the sideline as well, but uh, continue there, man. Yeah, I just – there's not enough to say about him. The players obviously love him. If you caught the press – you know, the post-game yeah. uh, conference, like O'Banner and TJ just talking about how much they love playing for Coach Adams and how he'll get on their ass. And and even though they won this game, he'll still be hard on them. Just, that's because he wants them to reach their best potential. And you just got the ability to get all of these guys in here from all different locations, from, you know, highly sought after transfers to yeah. TJ who could have gone pro and to get them all to buy in to playing defense, all these offensive guys getting in the buy in to play defense. And then, you know, the success will come that like, I don't know many coaches that could do this. You know, I, I really don't. Well, and not to this high of level. I mean, yeah there's some guys who could get some transfers and be mediocre and like a, you know, mid-level type yeah. team and whatever conference, but no, to be this high up and 
you know, one game out of the Big 12 championship yeah. with a few games left. Like, golly. That's not yeah, what, and what more you need from him? Like, in his first year. God. And the other thing with transfers is we know this from, you know, Beard's tenure here. Not all the transfers hit. You know, no. sure, Mooney and Tariq hit, but year after that, TJ Holyfield, you know, okay. Uh, Chris Clark, nah. Uh, you know, so we've had some uh, guys, Shadell, Millinghouse, uh, he yeah, didn't really yeah. pan out. So we know what it's like. So to have all these transfers come in and just all be just dudes ready for the moment is impressive. There's no doubt in my mind that Coach Adams will win Big 12 Coach of the Year. Uh, I think he's locked that yeah. up already. But, yeah, Coach of the Year, definitely think he – he should should be in the running for it, if not win it. Um, sure. But let's go. Let's go ahead and move on. Week ahead, we got a big one coming up for us. As most of you know, uh, at the time you're listening to this, we'll be probably less than 24 hours out from the rematch with Coach Beard and the yeah. Texas Longhorns in Austin, Saturday at 11:30 a.m. So early. Um, how are you feeling about this matchup, Dustin? We got we got the one at home. We got the one that we needed to, the one we had the pressure on. How are you feeling as we roll into Austin and the Road Raiders are planning to red out Austin as much as we can? Good. Yeah, I've, I don't know how many times I've said it in the last, I don't know, 24 hours now, but, like, now that we've dethroned Baylor, you know, so to say, and feel so high and mighty about ourselves, like, and got this two C two line. Um, let's not mess it up this weekend. Yeah. Like, don't don't get too high and think we can do this. No, it's going to be a grind again. I mean, Texas is good, even though they've been missing a couple players and just had their big man step away. They're coached well, we know. They're going to be playing at home and want some revenge for last time. I'm sure. Um, I'm highly motivated, and they're still in the mix for a lot of things too. Like they're fighting for a you know three four five seed in the tournament and you know i just let's go in there and stay aggressive with how we handle the ball especially first half um and make our adjustments second half but let's not slip up and and lay a dud going down there yeah i agree that this now is the time to you know keep it going You've you've built up this season really well. You've got that 20 wins. You're sitting here at a two, three looking seed. You've got to go in and and, and win these types of games. But yeah. you know, for me, the pressure is all on Texas, you know, on this one. Like we already got house money. We beat them at home. We did sure. what we were supposed to do. Texas cannot lose, get swept by us. I, I feel like mm. so all the pressure is on them. You can't steal our coach and then come I, out I and get swept here. by us. Uh, the first year after, you know, with the guy who you couldn't get on the plane. Uh, yeah. I, they just absolutely can't do that. Uh, Texas fans will be pissed off at Beard uh, that if that happens. And so all the pressure's on them, man. And so I kind of expect this one, you know, if they were tight for the game in Lubbock, I feel like they might be pretty tight in this game too because they know how much it means to win this one. So I think you just go out there. Uh, and of course the crowd's going to be pretty crazy both sides. Yeah. So the energy will be good. And, and we play to good energy. I think, I think there is definitely something about that environment that'll get our, the best out of our players. So uh, I'm expecting good things on Saturday. I, I do too. I'm hopeful um, for it. Yeah. I'm hopeful. It's a letdown, but like, let's not go in there and blow it and, you know, let them hang one on us and, 
you know, we'll never hear the end of that. And uh, also kind of negate this, this win you just had this week, you know, yeah, it's bigger. Like we always say, you just want to compete and keep it close. Uh, give yeah. yourself a chance to win. Uh, and ultimately, you know, we have the better team. We have the better players. So let's hope that we can get it done for those who like to participate in our shot bets. Well, yeah. NFL season is over. Unfortunately, uh... we no longer have football to play shot bets on. So this gets to the point of the year where we've got to figure out other things to play shot bets on. So We'll start off with a Tech versus Texas on Saturday at 11.30 a.m. Uh, we'll, I think we moved to picking against the spread in basketball this year. I think that makes it a little more intriguing um, okay. instead of just picking basketball games straight up. And so we don't know the line yet on this game. Once we do, we will tweet it out and we'll make our picks there so you know what Dustin's going with, what I'm going with. Uh I'll tell you right now, I'm going with Tech. I don't care. I'm not betting against yeah. uh and, and that other guy in that university down south. is Maybe some other games I'll switch that, but this yeah. one is in that wheelhouse of, you know, can't go the other way. I feel like Texas will be like a one and a half, maybe a, a, a low favorite just because it's at home. And yeah, so that's what I'm, we were against Baylor. So yeah. I could see that being similar. Um, so I'm with you on that one. So I guess we'll go ahead and get our shot pit picks out there for this game. Uh, no matter what, we are riding with Texas Tech on this against the spread. Once we know the spread, we'll tweet it out there. That way you guys can hop in on the shot bets with us if you would like to. Um, but, yep, the rematch with Chris Beard. We've got all our Beard thoughts out there on the last time we played uh, last time we played Texas. So no need to rehash all of that. Uh, the other game. This week, we face off with the rematch with Oklahoma in Lubbock on Tuesday night, uh, a much-needed, you know, kind of revenge game against Oklahoma, really the one team that kind of dominated us. And I wouldn't really say dominated. They just kind of got lucky, got hot, and yep. got that win on us. And and so it'll be much needed to come into Lubbock and, and get that revenge and keep that home court record clean. Uh, any parting thoughts on that Tuesday matchup before we move uh -huh. on? Yeah, let's get a win there, but I'm just looking at this home stretch. So we got five games remaining. I really – Texas is our only ranked matchup. Obviously, we know Big 12, nothing's easy. And two of these teams have beaten us prior, so maybe some revenge there. But I want to see us finish out 4-1 and one or even 5-0 and oh here. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, Kansas has to play Texas and Baylor again. Obviously, Baylor has to play Kansas again, so we could get some help along the way if we can handle our own business and end up yeah. with either a share or, you know, pull off the upset and win the whole damn thing. Yeah, I mean, Big 12. You're right there. It's, yeah, you're it's right there. Game. You've done everything you need to. You wish you would have had that Oklahoma or maybe the Kansas uh, State game back, but, you know, all these games are winnable. Um, and just kind of depends on what kind of performance are you going to go out there and do? Are you going to be the team that plays in Lubbock or are you going to be the team that played in Norman? You know, um, you know, some of these road games make me question us a little bit, but for the most part, you kind of know what you're going to get when we're, when we're playing up to a good opponent. So hopefully we have a clean week here. And next time you talk to us, 
or listen to us. Uh, we're hyping up two more victories. But moving on, there's another sport that's about to uh, throw first pitch out on Friday, tomorrow, today, as you're listening. The Texas Tech baseball team set to kick off its season with a huge weekend in Dallas playing at Globe Life Park. Um, what like the State Farm College? I, I can't remember what the name of this tournament yeah, is. Yeah, so my college. Yeah, I want to say kickoff, tip off, but it's not those first. Yeah, first it's it's the equivalent of like one of those basketball tournaments that kicks off this season in baseball at Globe Life Park. We participated in it last year. Unfortunately, we didn't get a win out of it, but this year, uh, we return. And we start off with Michigan on Friday, Auburn on Saturday, Arizona on Sunday. So three, you know, college baseball teams that have been pretty damn relevant for the last several years. Uh, you get a chance to kick off and figure out what this baseball team looks like here early in the season. Uh, Dustin, how excited are you, you for this baseball season to get started? This will be one of the more interesting baseball seasons. We don't – we turned over a lot of the roster. I mean, we're – really deep in recruiting every year on the, you know, freshman front and the JUCO front, but lost a lot of guys to the draft this last year. Um, but so see who, who we can plug in, in those holes. Obviously we have, you know, all American Jace young and, you know, top potential top 10 pick this next year coming out. Hopefully he is what we all hope for and has been the yep. last couple of years for us. Um, we'll see what the pitching looks like. You know, as always, expect a lot, a lot of guys to play this weekend, um, even in the first month or so, as we kind of trim the roster up and see who can fit in where. But this will be a really interesting season to see what we have and where and fill in a lot of holes from last year. Yeah, I agree. Uh, usually when we start the season, there is a pretty good consensus on where right. we're going to be ranked in this year. It's just all over the place, so you're not, really not sure what you're going to get. I feel like that's kind of where Tadlock thrives the most is, is kind of when some people are doubting him, but you know, he yeah, likes it. you know, people don't yeah. know, know these guys less scouting report and he can just yeah. throw this guy in. They're like, who the hell? <laughs> yeah. But I'm excited to see this team, uh, you know, back on the field, see what we look like, see what the new players, the new faces that come in. And ultimately I just, you know, hope for some health this year. You know, last year we really got screwed. Uh, with a lot of guys getting hurt, uh, lost a lot of pitchers, lost, you know, one of our best players. And, um, yeah. Oh, I can't remember his name. Noisy, bad. Dylan Noisy. Yeah. Um, so last year was just kind of an unlucky year. He had a really solid team and just, you know, too many injuries to overcome. So looking for, you know, health this year and hopefully like the pitching stabilizes. I feel like every year is kind of a roller coaster there. So it'd be nice to have some stability there, but you know, ready for another good year of Texas tech baseball and, and can't believe it's already here. Like been so focused on basketball. I kind of no. blinked and, and next thing you know, it's baseball season. Man, just like last year and in previous years when we play in this pretty high level, you know, entry weekend tournament. I mean, these other teams we're going to play this weekend are really, really good too. Yeah. I mean, we played three top 10 SEC teams last year and didn't get a single win. And I think all three of those teams made Omaha, or at least two of them did. And Mississippi and so, State won the championship. So. Yeah. So it's like, don't get too down if we, you know, drop some games in this weekend. It's okay. We're using this mostly to figure some stuff out and have these guys play on a 
on a big field on a big stage. Yep. So be sure I don't know how to watch that game. I remember last year was some bullshit Probably channel to watch BS. it. Yeah, yeah. So so good <laughs> luck trying to figure out how to watch it if you're not going to the games. If you are, enjoy it and hopefully we get some W's to start off the season. Last sport we'll touch on here um is football and and really just kind of to touch up on uh the recruiting that Joey McGuire and his staff continue to do. Uh, if you saw last late last night or today, currently Rivals has us as the number two class overall in 2023. Now it's early. It's early. So we know <laughs> that's going to change. But to see us up there is pretty damn incredible because that's something we haven't touched in a long time. That's something that with Wells, we were never even close to being at. Um, but the the staff continues to just get after it on the recruiting trail, bringing in a lot of four-star players uh, over and over, it feels like you just keep getting another four star, another four star here. So, uh, last, you know, real quickly, your thoughts on, on what Joey McGuire, uh, your your friend Joey McGuire now, uh, as uh, you got a photo with him and and Coach Perry. Um, thanks, thanks, mom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, your thoughts, real quick, on on what this staff's doing recruiting wise. Yeah, great. I mean, I don't care about the ranking just because way too early i mean a lot of these guys haven't even committed or started to worry about next year but um i think i saw a stat that joey mcguire already has more four stars than uh our former coach had in his three years combined already and he hasn't even you know he's been here what, the game. Three, three months and hasn't coached the game and has more four stars committed than the other guy yeah. in three years so i mean that's where it starts is you got to just start getting guys and now, now develop them and have them get, get their friends and just yep. get hot. And I think that's part of recruiting now is start getting, getting your name hot and just ride that wave. And they've spread their, their name out very well throughout the state of Texas for recruiting and it's starting to pay off. Yeah, definitely exciting to watch. You know, we yeah. just – I never had any excitement with recruiting under Wells. It was just, you know, hey, cool, we got a transfer here, but you didn't have this kind of buzz around it. So, it's right. just fun. It's fun to see your name up there with, like, Notre Dame and stuff, Georgia. And, of course, things will probably change once once yeah. the five stars start rolling into those I mean, schools. We can, but we can land in that top 20, top 25. Yeah. That's a great start. In your yeah, first it's a great start. Class, and then second class, technically. Yep. And then from there, can you coach them up, develop them, and turn right. the four stars into five, the three stars into four, you know, and do all of that stuff? But ultimately, just exciting time around the program. Joey McGuire continues to be uh, amazing on the recruiting trails and just thankful to have a guy who's willing to get out there and recruit. So, um, last little bit we got here our club red conversation of the week. And this is something that I've could just as the Texas game rolls around and from the last Texas game, there's just been a lot of fighting with Texas fans on Twitter. And I don't know what your thoughts are on this, but man, I'm, I'm exhausted from it because, you know, I would like to, I think most of these Texas fans are like your typical t-shirt fans. They all have, you know, uh, Ricky hook them, you know, uh, whatever <laughs> in their names They're you know, hook them hook them for life for all this bullshit stuff. And, you know, don't even have profile pictures, just have a horns, whatever profile or fighting with everybody. There's that Splayton guy. I'm just kind of getting exhausted from it. The argument's the same every time, 
But that's my problem with it. Yeah, and so I don't know. There's a lot of tech fans, a lot of tech podcasts, a lot of tech media people that continue to fight with these people. I'm like, why are you doing this? Um, it makes no sense to me. It does kind of feel, and, and some people will point it out, it does feel like we can't get over our coach, uh, the fact that we have to do some of this stuff. Um, I've moved on from it. Uh, I don't really feel the need to get into these fights. I, I don't know where your head's at on this. Oh, I'm the same way. I mean, <clears throat> you know I love a good – Twitter fight and Twitter beef. Oh yeah. I I pick and choose my battles when it's worthy of it. And none of these have been worthy of it. I'll go and read through, you know, this guy I know or that guy I know and see how it's, you know, falling out with and it's the same crap. I mean, <clears throat> like you said, and then it turns into, oh, y'all didn't beat Kansas in football. And then it turns into yep. it just spirals the same way, like you said, and it's it's never an actual productive and like debate like yep. it's just opinions and trying to cut the other person down and it, we know how like what they're gonna say and how we're gonna come back and it's stupid like none it's of it's been worth yeah. it like you can start arguments and have stats and uh actual numbers of things then you can have a good debate but these just opinions back and forth are just silly. It's that's the best word. For yeah, it. it's silly. It's exhausting. But the the thing I get tired about is the tech fans that continue to like feel like they have to fight or have to go back yeah. at these people. I'm like, guys, like, <laughs> like you don't have to reply just because somebody says something to you. I think we got we got into one little one with the Texas fan who was just said, you know, your your coach is going to leave for UNC or whatever. And we just came oh, back yeah. with them like saying, yeah, you're right. UNC or Duke's plan of, of long tenured success is to hire a 65 year old coach or who See? would be like 68 at the time. Yeah. That, that yeah, sounds smart. Actual, <laughs> you know, facts of, yeah, you're going to hire a almost 70 year old coach after your previous 70 year old coach just retired. retired yeah. You hired a really good alumni coach like no (laughs) that's a good productive counter argument (laughs) yeah after he called us out for being like not knowledgeable of college sports we're like well actually uh (laughs) and then he didn't reply to that so you know one that that's what happens when you actually bring up facts and stats and you can't just you know bullshit about your opinion and your high horse you know yeah uh, uh, we beat y'all 70 to 35 uh, yeah. cool you you lost to cancer you know it just gets exhausting so if you're out there try to try to behave on twitter you know people are gonna reply to your tweets you don't have to respond to every single one of them it's okay to ignore them they yes. know they're stupid all right they know they're idiots and they know they bought their shirts from walmart don't argue with them okay let it let it be, guys, and just enjoy the weekend and enjoy the hopeful beatdown that we put on, put on them on Saturday. But other than that, that's now if all we, we beat got. them Saturday, yeah. get on Twitter and rub yeah. it in their face. <laughs> get on Twitter, rub it in their face, but keep it keep it cordial. And once it gets to the beat you in football and stuff, let it go, let it go. Once <laughs> it gets to that that you know <laughs> that train track, just get off. But other than that, that's all we got for y'all this week in Club Red. The final shout-out, uh, Lady Raiders upset number 15 Oklahoma last night in Norman. Uh, so that's their third top 25 win of the season. And while their season hasn't gone 
as good as they wanted, it's still fun to get those upset wins from time Dude, to time. They like, what, 95 or 98 points? Yeah, it was impressive. So That's a lot. So good for them. <laughs> Shout out Lady Raiders. And other than that, that's all, <laughs> I've said like other than that about three times here. But that's all we got for y'all on Club Red this week. Um, stay tuned and, and check out our, our, our new episode of the tailgate that'll be coming out where we recap the Super Bowl and kind of catch y'all up on what's going on in the NBA. Um, you know, follow us on, on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. That's where we do most of our social medias. So if you want to keep up with what we're tweeting through the games, follow us there uh, and subscribe to the podcast, subscribe on Apple and Spotify. Give us those five star ratings and we will catch you at the club next week. Peace.